0: It's 10 minutes till the bell, Nasdaq still in red territory, S&P 500 is trying, and it's close. Let's talk some stocks while we finish up the last section of trading here. Max Wasserman is a founder and senior portfolio manager at Miramar Capital. Max, you like what you see in a market here trying to rotate to some value leadership again? Is it uh, for real?
1: Uh, how you doing, Oliver? I hope everyone's well. And thank I'm you. finally starting to see some things I like, actually. Uh, We've been waiting for interest rates to tick up a little bit so we could get some rotation to what we think is a more normalized environment where interest rates are higher and inflation, we believe, is going to be here for some time
0: okay now the inflation seems to be resonating as we've just got different commodities breaking out like every other month max uh but your focus it seems here on the energy group is uh fairly specific i'm looking at the stocks that you like and in energy you've got oneok oke up there but that's the that's the main one is that uh, the best play explain to me why
1: well i think you know we also have a, a smaller investment in chevron but yes we like we like um Onioc. we like them for, for a couple of reasons. One is we like the natural gas pipeline business where they're um, they're out of Oklahoma, Texas with hubs in Texas and Kansas. They're about 90% of their contracts are fee-based, which we like. Uh, with the commodity prices going up and a lot of fiscal discipline, they were able to reduce cap X last year by 900 million, which really drove to their bottom line. Uh, you know, they're investment grade quality. They're paying you, you know, we've been involved with it, at like seven and 8% dividend yield on the portfolio now it's only about 6.3 but we like it for the management we like that space and we really like how they're constructed the (laughs) fact that 90% of their contracts are fee based and in the next year 36% of those contracts are coming up for renewal and what they're going to be renewing is from a very low commodity price to hopefully a higher one and that should hit their bottom line so we think it's positioned very well you know, it's an aggressive position for us. Uh, you know, the beta on the stock is homeless, too. But we like the dividend yield. And actually, the tax treatment on the yield is pretty good because it's a reduction in cost of capital. So it's not a uh, sort of a qualified or even ordinary income. So we like the treatment on the tax as well.
0: Okay. Now, Max, uh, what kind of uh, uh, potential uh, target are we talking about here for Oniac? I mean, it looks like right now it's in the midst of a pretty major technical breakout to 60 bucks, but we're still uh, below where we were pre-COVID. Walk me through what seems reasonable here on on the trade.
1: Well, it's so hard. I mean, you know, we were stuck through this thing when it went down to $28, $25, and we're adding to it back then because we thought the management was so strong. Where do I think it could go? I think it could trade back up into the 70s. But that being said, in order for that to happen, you need more normalized earnings. You need more normalized growth. And I think we're going to get there. just, you know, this is a volatile stock. So while we have a very sizable position in this, we wouldn't be rushing in with the whole thing right now. On pullbacks, we would be adding to this. But I think you could see another 15 to 20% upside. And if you throw in the yield, you know, it could be something. But this is a volatile stock. And it, it should be a piece of your portfolio. Uh, but it fits in strong for us because we're dividend investors. And that dividend has been secure. And we, we are going to stay with it.
0: Okay. Oneok for the energy pick. How about the banks? What's the latest there, Max? I know you've been looking for a breakout in this sector for some time, and uh, they fared pretty well during all the yield curve compression this summer. Does that mean they've got a lot of momentum behind them? I mean, it's been pretty surprising to see how financials didn't really get dragged by what was going on at bonds. And now we're right back to the highs in a lot of these companies and the sector overall, too.
1: Well, I think if you look at it, as interest rates went down, everybody went to growth went right back to it. Nobody wanted financials, and for that matter, they didn't want industrials. You know, everybody wanted the larger cap mega tech, or they wanted the second tier technology. As interest rates go up, people want companies that can pass through and make money in a rising interest rate environment. Now, JP Morgan's been a massive winner for us. Um, it's one of our largest positions. Citigroup to us, we like it as a turnaround situation. It's trading below book value, and we think that stock could trade back, you know, into the 80s, 90s, Um, new management, they're really trying to get them, but it's a turnaround, Citigroup is for us. But we think interest rates are going up and we think there's more room, but your guess is as good as mine. You know how the interest rates, this could be a false run up to 150, 160, but we still see a 2% by year end and we think financials is a good place to be. And by the way, these are paying a strong dividends. I mean, Citigroup's about 3%. JP Morgan's been increasing their dividend, they're about two and a quarter, two and a half right now. But these are great companies in a rising interest rate environment that will give you cash flow. And the difference between growth stocks, which I think you're seeing a little bit today when interest rates go up, is it's discounting the cash flows. The higher interest rates, the less those stocks are going to be worth in the future. Hmm. So we like what you've heard and you've said yourself, these short-term uh, duration-type trades by industrials, financials. Uh, we like dividends and cash flow because in a rising interest rate, I want my money now. I don't want it sometime in the future.
0: Right. Okay. So for banks uh, like uh, Citi mixed in there, uh, Max, I know we've talked about this one before, but when you've got Goldman and Morgan that have been leading the charge, JP Morgan pushing back to its highs, how come Citi stands right. out to you? Is this like the value play within the category?
1: Absolutely. You know, if you look at whether these things are trend, uh, price to book, Citigroup is one of the few uh, trade below the price to book. So to us, if you get a turnaround and they just start trading to like one and a half times, which I think would be amazing. I'd be very happy with 1.2, 1.3 times book. But if you look at JP Morgan at 1.5, you look at Bank of America, you look at their regionals, everybody's trading in the one, two to, to up to two times book. So to us, Citigroup is a turnaround. You know, they've had a lot of problems with compliance and new management is trying to address these. So we think as a turnaround, and rising interest rates, if you just give it a book value, a little bit above book, you got a stock that could give you another 15-20%, where the rest of the market is not cheap in financials. I mean, we've had the moves. I mean, JP Morgan has been amazing stock for us, but it's not as cheap. So it's hard to find in banks that you like that you could do from a valuation matrix that you like. The mm-hmm. other companies you mentioned, the Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, great companies. We don't have an investment in them. Uh, morgan selling is a great uh situation what's going on over there with the dividend and buyback but to us citigroup just seems like a, a pure value play
0: okay max uh is this happening at the expense of tech how exposed do you think the more expensive corners of the uh, secular growth market are after uh, many took a you know beating from february those that were the most expensive were down the most, but then you got all the FANG stuff that made new highs. So what does that exposure to potential yield volatility look like right now?
1: Well, Oliver, if you can tell me if, if we're going to be right, it's going to be around 2% at the end of the year, Right. I think people are going to rotate even more out of uh, Megatech. I mean, they're not cheap, and they've made a ton of money. So we could see the industrials make a move back. A uh, company like we have an investment in UPS, they have, they have pricing power. This is raised at 5.9% pricing increase. We like that. They're being hurt, though, by wages. But we look at these companies in a rising interest rate. We think industrials, financials, commodities will do much better than these tech stores because tech to us is a cheap money platform, meaning you can inflate those PEs as high as you want when there's no cost to capital. You put Capital costing you something, and people are going to start putting valuations. I mean, how much more can they go? And when you went down to one and a quarter, 110 on the 10 year, and now if they were to go to 2%, people are going to be a little bit more stingy with their money. They're not going to pay 30, 40, 50 times earnings.
0: All right. Max Wasserman, always good to catch up. A nice uh, stock pick list for us, like ONIOC in the energy category. Good day to talk about U.S. based energy producers. Max Wasserman, thanks as always. Thanks a lot, Oliver. Yes, sir. He's a founder and senior portfolio manager at Miramar Capital.